All right. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Boca Podcast. Of course, produced by Photographer's Edit, custom editing for professional photographers. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz. And uh, for those of you that might be live streaming with us, happy Monday to you. It's good to have you here. For those of you that may not be live streaming with us, and, and I know that's the majority of our audience, most of you are listening to the audio after the fact. Don't want to make you feel like you're missing out, but at the same time, I kind of do because there's actually a lot of benefit to these live streams. I'd encourage you to follow us on Instagram, Boca Podcast, B-O-K-E-H Podcast, and you can keep up to date with the upcoming live stream schedule. We do one or two episodes a week. And of course, the benefit there is to be able to ask our guests and myself, if you'd like, questions, comment on the conversation at hand. And if, if there's a topic that's relevant to you, I would encourage you to come be part of the conversation. I know it's kind of a big ask to take some time out of your day and sit there with a live stream, but there's a lot of benefit there. And I would encourage you to take advantage when you have the opportunity. All right, enough of the intro. I want to, speaking of intro, actually, I want to introduce uh, return guests to the podcast. My, Micah and Maddie May are here with me. Thank you guys for Yay. coming back. We're so Heck yeah. excited. This is a treat, man. So fun. We're excited. Well, I, I got excited, I don't know when it was, a month ago or whatever, when I we first had a conversation about the possibility of doing a show like this. And um, we're going to kind of get into this a little bit more. But Maddie, I've been seeing, because you're the more active of the two of you on Facebook, I've been seeing various posts from you uh, over the last few months or so that caught my attention. I'm like, there's a lot going on here. And I think it would be really cool to to jump into conversation and explore what's going on personally and professionally, what you've been learning, how you've been applying that to your business. And you guys were gracious enough to come back on the show and do that. Speaking of episode 277, what is that? Four years ago, five years ago, something like that now? That's wild. Yeah. Was the yeah. last that time the that, that we... Yeah, Dang. Well, a long, long time ago. And we actually talked about how to get unstuck, um, which I'm sure That's right. even yeah. me and some elements of my life right now, I'm like, man, if I can get out of this particular thing. So for anybody listening in, make sure you go back and check out episode 277 with Maddie and Micah. And uh, you can get a little bit more context to that conversation. We have a lot to get into today. So before we get to kind of the main uh, topic per se at hand, I do have a few rapid fire questions for the two of you. And so we're going to launch with those. Tell me real quick, by the way, we'll come back to your business because I know our typical approach here at the podcast is a little bit non-traditional. We don't do these formal bio-driven introductions. We're going to come back to your business and, and let our listeners get to know you in just a little bit. But let's just start out with a, a rapid fire question about customer experience. I know that you're deep in this Ooh. right now and your photography business. I'm curious if there's a big principle that's driving a great customer experience for your clients. <laughs> that is all you, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what it is about customer experience, but I, I love it. I am, I learn about it and I notice it wherever I go. So for our business, it's really the principle that drives it is based on our core values of connection, excellence, and vitality. So we want to build a connection with our clients because we believe they're more than just customers. You know, they're, they're people. Mm. Um, and it really drives, goes back to why we started the business. And it's to help these really uh, powerful, successful people uh, show up more authentically. It's more like a, like if my, if our clients aren't crying on some level because there's a breakthrough, <laughs> we're not doing it right. Cause it's more than just photos. <laughs> That's, that could be your, your headline when they get to your site. Yeah. We will make you cry. Promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny because uh, I just went back through all of our emails that we send and, you know, we've got the, the reminders before the photo shoot and what to expect and all this. And, and, um, uh, I write a lot of the copy using Maddie's brand voice. So there's a little hint that not everybody knows, but 
um, I was noticing, I, I, you know, I might even say too much. <laughs> I just get so excited about where our customers have come from and the process that they're going through and the transformation that they've already achieved in their life and, and how they're continuing that journey of, of personal growth and professional growth. Um, and so, yeah, whether it's getting a, a getting ready email or a wardrobe guide or, um, uh, of course, Maddie during the process, I don't know how she does this, but uh, it's such a gift of being able to read their energy and then um, direct them and coach them in a way that, you know, where if, I've had multiple people say it's like I was with just my girlfriend on, on uh, a normal day and there happened to be a photo shoot in the middle of it, mm. you know, and then, uh, but then the quality of the pictures comes out and, and uh, yeah, she's just got a great gift on in, in making them feel comfortable in front of the camera, but also like their higher selves uh, coming out. And I think that's a big part of the, the experience that, you know, I, I, I like fusing the back end with that so that it's cohesive. Um, and yeah, it's, it's something we con uh, constantly talked about, having a great customer experience. And Maddie, you started to say something when Micah mentioned their higher selves. Were, were you going to comment on that particular element of it? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I just saw your mouth but... start to open like you were going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> but I, So I have, have a personal question about that. So higher selves and this concept to me is one that I'm, I guess, still trying to understand a little bit because you hear that phrase thrown around a little bit or not, I'm sorry, not a little bit, but a lot, quite a bit, particularly in our, yeah. in our industry, but also our culture at large. And so I'm curious what that means tangibly for you all and how you're enabling that in the photo shoot in this customer experience. That's my favorite thing to talk about and do and everything, because it's like each I'm working with really high level people who have worked on themselves. Like we're working with people who've already owned and run a business. And so then they're now moving into like another field or they're selling their business or whatever. They're becoming a personal brand on some level. And so they've already become, they've watched themselves grow and seen how, what that looks like. And a lot of them have never seen what it looks like in a photo because like if you go on Pinterest or you look at headshots, brand photos, in general, like it's like the same four poses. And when you have done so much inner work where you've like, I want to say it's similar to like mirror work. I don't know if many people are familiar with that, but like mm -hmm. you look at yourself in the mirror and you're able to like sit with yourself and know who you are and know like you're proud of who you are. You've gone through things, you've walked through it, you have stayed present through it, all that stuff. There's not a lot that of like poses and normal photography that kind of lets that out. It's very rote, I guess. It, it, I mean, it's all beautiful. Yeah. Like a lot of photography is really beautiful, but it's not necessarily like showing that person. One of my clients just told me like that her photos showed her who she believes to be. Like it's the photos mm. showed who she believes herself to be. And I was like, okay. that's all I need. Like, <laughs> that's right. it. That's all I want is like, okay, if you know who you are and you believe you're can I swear? Badass? Can I we, say that? Yes, feel free. Okay. No feel free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, like, let's show that and not just have, like, a So yeah. I, I feel like, in, in a sense, like, that's the higher self is, like, you've done the inner work to become something that you knew you were capable of being. Mm. And then, like, let's actually show that rather than just a normal pose. Because that's so cool. It is cool. Yeah. And and honestly, it could probably be a multi-episode <laughs> series talking about how you guys actually do that. So maybe um, at some point we can come back and do some version of that just to kind of explore what that yeah. looks like. Because the, the thing that I have the hard, hard time with, with a lot of things, a lot of these phrases, these kind of cliches that get thrown around in our industry, 
they they're they sound good, right? Let's right. be a higher self. But there's what that actually means, and then how that translates to something tangible, in yeah. especially in the context of business, it's a little bit hard to understand. I think a lot of people just yeah. repeat phrases for the sake of repeating phrases. Yes. It's, the, it's the cool thing to say. And right. that's in part why I ask what that means to you all, because I want to actually understand that. And so maybe we at some point we can come back and explore how you actually make that happen for the client because to actually enable them one to feel comfortable. And you guys are so great mm -hmm. in that regard. We've had some pretty deep conversation over the years and oh, you're just it. comfortable. Um, and so that naturally point. translates to your clients. Right. But then how to actually pull to go beyond just a comfort level and pull out this person that they're trying to be. That's a that's a pretty deep dive. And uh, so maybe we can come, come back to that at some point. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's okay, cool. Well, favorite. we're going to keep, we're going to keep moving and I'm going to kind of change gears here for yet another rapid fire question. This whole podcast is ultimately about helping photographers build sustainable businesses, i.e. efficient businesses that keep them from getting burnt out. Right. We, we, yeah. we have to put the work in, we got to do the hard work, but at the end of the day, we're in business for ourselves to have some freedom, for some flexibility to be our own boss. Yeah. Ultimately, of course, it's in part why I do photographers edit as well. So, I'm curious, is there a big principle that has enabled you all, especially in the last two or three years, as you're kind of going through some changes and doing work behind the scenes for yourself and for your business, is there a principle that's enabled you to keep some semblance of whatever balance looks like for you all, some semblance of balance to have that freedom, that flexibility? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we we have this conversation maybe on a, a bi-monthly basis. Daily sometimes. <laughs> sometimes daily. <laughs> yeah. And because we've all been there. We've all uh, especially people who started their own businesses from scratch, um, uh, even just running any business, you run into those areas of there's just too much to do during the day and so much you want to do, especially if you have a big vision or you're paired with somebody who has a big vision and you want big things to happen. Uh, it doesn't always happen right away. And so uh, getting the, the, the to do's done and the, this enormous list of tasks that uh, is all amazing and worthy and, and you know, it's supposed to be there for the business to run. Uh, but what we're noticing is that we're not meant to do it all. And uh, it kind of started in our house. Um, I don't like doing dishes. <laughs> I'll do them. <laughs> I, I do a lot of them. But um, I realized how much of an energy suck it is for me. And uh, I don't believe that time, like everybody has 24 hours in, in a day. Um, but what makes what gets me excited is how we use those 24 hours and specifically the energy that we can bring to that. Yep. And it's when I'm doing dishes, I'm like, you know, out of five or two, yeah. you know, it's, it's pretty low energy. Um, <laughs> and yeah. it's, it, you know, it's a necessary task. Laundry is like a one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So like in the business, um, you know, whether it's, uh, administrative work, you know, responding to emails, delivering the photos, um, uh, whatever it was. Um, in fact, I remember, Maddie had come to this point uh, before we started this business. Yeah. She'd already been a photographer t for 10 years and uh, got to this point of complete burnout. And I'll just say it from my perspective, I, I saw her um, have this incredible gift. I think I believed in her maybe more than she even did. Uh, I saw what she could become and I said, wow, you're burnt out on this. That's like, that's not cool. Um, and it comes down to to run a business, there's just things that have to get done. You know, you've got to have the LLC minutes locked. You've got to, um, you know, you got to have your, your backend set up. And, and there's these things that um, amazing creatives and artists um, don't a get a lot of light. And have a hard time, like, being interested in doing and then letting go of, because you have to let go of it, even though you don't want to do it. Like, you still want the control over how it gets done, too. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's pretty normal. Yeah. So what it comes down to, I think, is operating in your desire zones. Uh, Michael Hyatt has a lot of great uh, material on how to stay high energy and get really productive. And that's by doing the things that you're passionate about uh, and really good at. So there's a proficiency as well as a passion. And when you pair those two things together, those activities are called high, or, uh, um, uh, uh, was it? Desire zone, desire zone activities. So okay. we've, we, we delegate activities based on whose desire zone that, that lies in. And we end up automating or delegating a lot, even though there's yeah. two of us. I want to bring back to like two things though, too. Please. I think the first thing is we, we want that. We want the balance. And like we decided, we talked about this, I think on the last podcast we did, like we aren't going to go into business and die as people to do it. We're not going to make money in order to have freedom in 20 years and die in the process. And so, and we have kids. So like, we're not, we want to thrive in our marriage. We want to thrive with our kids. We want, you know, our marriage to still feel sexy, even though we work together. And like, mm -hmm. that is not necessarily easy when you're always thinking about tasks and growing and all that kind of stuff. And so there's like, the choice is there and you can either say, it's too hard, I'm not going to do it. Or you can be like, well, I'm going to do it no matter what. And then you figure it out. And the other That's thing I'm going to say is, yeah. I mean, I think that is literally it. It's like, am I going to or am I not? Because there's yeah. a million ways to do it, but it's, I want to. And we're, you gotta, yeah, we're you got to be gonna... willing to put the work in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a million other ways. Flow, you know, not having to work too hard, even though it feels like you have to work super hard, all that stuff. But I also think having Micah there as a business person, I feel like a lot of creatives don't have someone in their corner as a business person saying mm -hmm. like, here, let's make this more efficient or like let's outsource editing that's huge and a lot of a lot of photographers i talk to won't do that because it's it's giving up control but it's also like or you can have your life back and and give up two percent of control and it's worth it so that's one thing that i love about what you do nathan and you mentioned yeah. this at the beginning you give people their lives back and you provide a service that is extremely valuable because so people like Maddie and, and I would never be where we are without somebody to help us with the editing. Uh, Maddie was doing all of her editing and got to the point where she was completely burnt out. And we had several conversations about, you know, I'm done with photography. I, I just, I can't do it anymore because there's so much work involved. Um, and to, to produce the amount of income that we want, I said, well, you know, let's, let's look at a different editor. But then there's this uh, fear, you know, well, what if the pictures aren't as good or what, if, you know, because she delivers really high quality. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of photographers have their, their personal uh, feel, touch, vibe yeah. for their pictures. And yeah. so it's a really hard thing to let go of. Um, but the only reason that we're here today is because we have that help. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that you provided that service to so many people. And if you're a photographer listening to this and you just haven't made that step yet uh, because you're, you're worried about the quality drop, like, um, yes, ultimately you're the business owner. You, you, you get to decide the quality of your, of your product. But I know the, the kind of work that Nathan and his team puts out uh, is absolutely incredible. And so finding an editor, um, an editor that fits your style, an editor, yeah. an editor that helps you get your time back so that you can operate in your desire zones, uh, do more photo shoots, go after more of the people that you love instead of, uh, you know, feeling like you're like, it's a, an endless hamster wheel. You know, it's a, it's a big step. 
Well, that's super generous of you. By the way, for everybody listening in, we weren't planning this conversation. No. This wasn't meant to nope. be a Just big <laughs> commercial for Photographer's Edit, but I will take advantage of the opportunity to say, go to photographersedit.com. Get your there life you back. There you go. I love it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> it's true. But I, I want to actually come back to, to something that you said, and this is really important because something that I've, I've it's been a theme actually in conversation I've heard again in the photography industry it seems like one of those things people are just repeating for the sake of repeating without actually really thinking about what it means on a, just a simple logical level the very well photographers and people within the photography industry are very quick to say do the thing that you like doing or that you're quote-unquote passionate about and then the conversation ends there what I find interesting about what you were saying earlier Micah is it's not just about doing what you like to do, because I mean, I'd like to watch Netflix. Is that going to enable me to reach my goals? Right. It's not just about doing what you like to do, but it's, there's also a productivity element to it. So what do I like doing that will also enable me to build my business and then outsource mm -hmm. automate the rest of it. That's the, the healthier, more balanced approach to the conversation rather than just stopping it. What do I like to do? That's what I'm going to go do right now, because right. we all know how we can easily get distracted doing things that we like to do, but aren't going to actually enable us to reach our goals. And also enable us to be different, because if everyone has their own thing that they're good at and like, I feel like everyone has something that they're really excited about and also good at, like you said, I don't remember what the words you used to use them all the time. I still forgot, but the proficient and proficient and passionate. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. The two nice. Ones. Yeah. Um, too. Wow. <laughs> yes. So impressive. Um, that that's how, that's how you market yourself differently too. Like I, I like throwing parties, but like the way that I see people is what separates me. And so we've talked about this about a million times. Like if I'm not doing that, then we're not helping the business grow faster because that's what sets us apart. You can hire out literally just about anything, but if there's something that makes you unique, that's going to set your business apart. Yeah. Well, and we have to think about it. it I've been listening to you guys familiar with Alex Hormozy. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like a super fan. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Okay. Cool. I, I <laughs> Who's not? Probably Who's not? Yeah kind of mixed opinions on him, but, but, uh, he's obviously objectively been super successful in business. I was listening to his content a good bit over the last two or three days. And one of the things he talked about was the significance of leverage. We to think about yes. how we're actually spending our time. So when we think about, for example, yeah. delegating or automating elements of our workflow, it's not about laziness and that we're not willing right. to put the work in. It's how are we spending our time that has the most leverage? Mm -hmm. How can I spend my time right now that is going to carry the biggest results again yeah. in effort to achieve these various goals that I have? And that's that's another element to the conversation is it's certainly passion and or passion and proficient proficiency. But then leverage is maybe that third component we could add yeah. to that conversation. What's going to have the biggest effect? And when we talk about outsourcing editing, when I think about saving, say, 12 to 16 hours per wedding, in some cases more yeah. editing being able to hand that over, what can I then do with that time that has oh, yeah. the biggest leverage in that context? Yeah. It's something to consider. So I know we could easily park here and spend a ton of time. I want to keep going because we have just a couple more rapid fire questions that are not so rapid fire, not obviously. <laughs> not with us, Nathan. Sorry, brother. <laughs> no, it's, it's, that's a great thing about our conversations, actually. Um, so I will ask, We actually in our last interview, episode 277, for anybody listening in who missed it, make sure you go check it out. We talked about a favorite book, business book, self-help book. Um, it's been a few years since that episode though. So I'm curious if you want to throw out a book or two of recommendation uh, for our audience. Oh, good gracious. Does it have to be business or just how it helped our business? Business, self-help, yeah, whatever direction you want to go with it. The Alchemist comes to mind because it's one of our all-time favorites as far as 
helping us dig your, dig deeper and know what we want and like choose that and look for omens, look for signs. Have you read The Alchemist? I have. It's one of my okay. favorite, actually. Okay, yeah. Yeah, highly I feel like it. when, yeah, we read that and it was like, oh, we can do this in a way that's different than just like a formula. And I, I think that's kind of how we run our business. It's like, it's not just based off of someone else's formula or an outside perspective. It's like from the inside and watching the signs come and, and, and pairing that with a lot of, I mean, Mike has probably read 200 business books. We have, mm. you know, it's pairing it with the knowledge and, and the help from other people, but it's starting from the inside. So I would say the alchemist. Okay. What about you? Do you have another one? <laughs> There's about 200 of them. Um, I think <laughs> actually a little challenge I gave myself was instead of um, uh, reading 200 more books, I'm taking the 10 books that have had the biggest impact on my life yes. so far and I'm reading them each 10 times. So the book that I'm going through, uh, I think this is number three or four right now, is Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, that one is such a great empowering book because there's a lot of knowledge out there. A lot of business books have knowledge or systems or formulas, um, and that's great. But I realized that the, the ceiling of the business is always the, my personal ceiling. You know, the, the psychology of the business owner uh, is always the ceiling of the business. So if I want to raise that ceiling, I have to find a way to improve myself and grow myself. And mindset talks about the difference between a fixed mindset, uh, which maybe boils down to a victim mindset versus a growth mindset mm. of um, instead of I can't do it, I can do it, you know, to, to super simplify it. Um, and there's tons of research in the book that she does, uh, studies that talk about um, people who uh, are able to uh, be successful, whether it's academics or sports or, you know, and especially in the creative space, um, you know, can I be a creative and run a successful business? That seems like kind of the impossible choice that people are faced with, um, whether it's photography or art or music or anything. It's, you can be really, really good at your craft um, and really bad at business, or uh, you could be really good at business, but not creative. And, and um, that's why I think having somebody that is, uh, fills in your, your weaknesses to help you out. And I think that's what's worked well for us so far um, has not just been our, our natural gifts, but also our mindsets uh, because it comes with a lot of conflict, you know, business does and, and just life in general, yeah. there's these opportunities to grow. And uh, if you have a fixed mindset, you'll, you'll just keep running into the same problems over and over again because you're staying in that same frame of mind. It's really fun to watch it play out with our kids because they're at the age mm -hmm. where like you see Oh, oh no, we gave them that mindset of like, oh, I, I can't, or I'm not going to try and like watch them <laughs> yep. up, give up. And it's like, no. And like, I remember there was a time not that long ago where Micah basically helped our son decide that he was going to, he didn't tell his, he didn't say to his name is Maverick. Like you can jump from point A to point B. What did you say instead? It's actually a fun story. I'll tell it real quick. So I had fun. set up a challenge for Maverick. He was probably five or six years old. And uh, if you have kids, you'll appreciate this. And if you don't, you'll see this in yourself. So you'll appreciate it. But uh, I set up this little challenge. He was jumping from a bench and I put a little rope, you know, a couple feet away from the bench. I said, Maverick, jump over this. And I wanted to test something in particular. It was the fixed mindset, um, which praises uh, results. Like uh, you jumped over the rope would be uh, an example of a fixed mindset or you're such a good jumper. Uh, it assigns a, you're almost somebody's worth, you know, um, 
and, and it just praises the, the results uh, versus a growth mindset, which praises the effort and uh, the uh, problem solving ability and kind of the way you go about a challenge more than the result. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I set up this little challenge for Maverick, I put a rope a couple of feet away. And, and I said, Maverick, you're such a great jumper. You're a great jumper. You can do this. And so, you know, he, he jumps over the rope I'm, and I move it back a couple inches and then does it again. And I, all the while I'm praising it, you know, it's you're a great jumper. Look how far you jumped. You know, this is great. And then uh, eventually I moved the rope to a place where he just couldn't jump over it, you know, and uh, he tried a couple times and then he got really mad, got frustrated. Um, and I said, well, why don't you want to try this again? You know, go for it. You can just, you know, keep on trying. And, and he says, I don't want to try. I said, but you're a great jumper. He's like, no, I'm not. And you could tell like he'd really taken that identity on uh, with the frame that I presented. And, and so I said, I uh, sat down with him and I asked him why he was frustrated, worked through it. And I said, okay, well, let's try this one more time. I said, but instead of trying to jump over the rope, just try to have as much fun as you can. Uh, jump as far as you can, as, as much as you can, uh, you know, do your best. Um, and so it took a couple minutes, but I finally got him back on the on the bench, and uh, he jumped and, and missed it. Right, so I had to work through it again. And you're like, hey, you know what? You're uh, if you're having fun, um, that's what matters. But it, but it also matters like how like what what do you find interesting to this? And he says, well, if I put my foot on this part of the bench, then it doesn't slip. And and he kind of went into his own problem solving mode, um, and uh, eventually he just he started having fun with it, even though the line hadn't changed. Um, and he eventually made it over that line too, because he kept on trying and, and it right. was really cool. He was, you could see the pride on his face. He was like, mm. ah, I did something. I did something that was you know worthy of my, uh, my trying and my effort. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great analogy for, you know, so many times in business we get praised for results, you know, the number of leads or money or whatever, um, as opposed to the process, you know, you know, wow, I, I, I had a, I, I focused on this conversation that I had, uh, and it went. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't focus on getting something out of it. I just focused on giving. You know, whatever that process is, uh, praising that in yourself and praising that in, in the people around you, rather than assigning worth to a, a result like you're a great business person because you make a lot of money or whatever. You said earlier you made the distinction: fixed mindset versus what was the the alternative? The growth mindset. Growth mindset. I like that a lot. Yeah, the fixed mindset is a very reactive mindset as well, right? Yes. The thing yeah. happens to you and you just kind of right. react to it. But there's no, and, I mean, innate to that kind of mindset is a lack of responsibility for the fact that you can make some type of change in order to get to a better place. Where naturally yeah. with a growth mindset, you're looking for opportunity to grow. And having the mindset that the openness to learning to shift to change in order to have a better experience um that's really key but it's i mean i've certainly been guilty of it it's easy to get stuck where you're at and and just kind of get stubborn even (laughs) and not not be willing to to be open to change and then of course like you said enjoying the it's it's amazing actually the moment you turn something into a game that you can have fun with it and that you can appreciate the process not only does it become more enjoyable naturally, but then you also have the ability to perform even better because your mind, your mindset shifted about it. Now you're having fun mm-hmm. and you can accomplish mm-hmm. the goal like you just pointed out, Micah. That's really, really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. So I'd recommend Mindset, the book by uh, Carol Dweck for anybody. So much for rapid fire again. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I say rapid fire and I'm, I'm just as guilty of making the conversation that much longer. No, th- this is good. I appreciate you making the recommendations for anybody listening in. Of course, make sure that you go check out these books. One last question before we kind of uh, get into the, the, the meat of the conversation, if you will. Um, and that is, it, it, you guys happen to be photographers. I know we're talking about a lot about mindset and personal development and growth, but 
You're also photography business owners. In fact, I want to pull this up really quick for those listening in. Um, there we go. Push the right button. So seven seconds media dot us. And of course, we'll link to this in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Get trustworthy headshots that increase revenue. By the way, love the simplicity and the clarity of that brand <laughs> position statement. Um, but we could easily yet again park right here and talk about that. I won't, <laughs> but very well done. I, I have to ask at least who, who came up with that or was it a combo effort? That's all my guess. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I drove the conversation, but uh, this is she's what had he a lot does. of He like takes, I'm like, oh my gosh, this and this and this. And yeah, then he's yeah. like, okay, let's bring it to like right here and keep yes. it simple and make it like potent, which is really fun as a creative to have someone to do that with you. It's pretty amazing. Well, and, and the other thing that happens to a lot of times as photographers, as we've been talking about, it's very easy to get wordy in discussion or in copywriting, get trustworthy <laughs> headshots that increase revenue. I mean, the fact that you're able to do this in six words is brilliant. So yet again, props to you. Uh, for those of you listening in, if, if you haven't heard the episodes on brand position, make sure that you do a quick search. You can go to bookapodcast.com. Uh, Maddie and Micah beautifully represent the, the, the strength of, of a really clear and distinct brand position statement there. So that's really cool. I just wanted to at least give you all credit for actually being photographers as much as we're not talking about photography <laughs> specifically. Uh, of course, we'll link to your Thank website you. in the show notes. But on that note, very quick, last, hopefully quick, last rapid fire question. <laughs> a favorite piece of gear for in your camera bag Ooh. these days? Like what's a go-to thing that you're just kind of obsessed with at the moment? I just got a 85 1.2 and I'm beyond obsessed. Okay. It's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I think too, because our phones can do so much that mm -hmm. like, I mean, honestly, I've taken a better photo on my phone than my camera at times because of mm -hmm. the, it's just amazing. But it can't replicate an 85 and a 1.2. It just, there's something about the, the bokeh there and, you go. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I just took photos of my kids on it and I'm like, they didn't, I mean, the photos could have looked really pathetic. It would have looked fine. I mean, it wouldn't look pathetic. It would look fine. But with an 85, I'm like, oh my gosh. It just looks good. Just like beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It doesn't matter what we're doing. That's yeah. super shallow depth of field. Are you on Canon, Sony, Nikon? What's your? Canon. Okay. Canon. Cool. Yeah. All right. Which so I have to say too, I also, oh, go ahead. No, please. I just got, uh, we just started using strobes. Um, mm. for outdoor shooting mm -hmm. too. And I am also obsessed with that. Like I did a clothing line shoot that was just, I did it on top of a roof and we had, it basically looked like the sun was coming at him, but it was all strobes and it, I mean, I don't know. That's just powerful. You feel like you're controlling the sun at that point, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what, what strobe or strobes are you using currently that you're so obsessed with? I don't remember what they're called. Do you? Yeah, we... Something eighty four thousand. Oh yeah, the GD. Oh yeah, GD? <laughs> I don't know. GD? Are they good? Eighty four hundred. Yeah, yeah, Godox yeah that's the one. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. I don't care. I just know it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, for those of you listening, and make sure you go follow these guys on on uh, Instagram as well. And I'm just gonna pop this up really quick. Uh, but you can find them at seven seconds underscore media, the number seven, uh, and then seconds underscore media on Instagram. Of course, we'll link to both the website and Instagram in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. I told you guys before the episode today that I was going to take a little bit of an, a different approach to this conversation. It's not very often that I'm having conversations with guests where I feel comfortable enough to do this. Most of the time, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I've, I've sent notes and I send notes in advance. So there's clear talking points 
number one, number two, number three. I ask them to prep talking points or responses, detailed responses, just because I want to make sure that the conversation flows. It's easy to listen to and ultimately practical. They're practical takeaways for the audience because that's my biggest goal here is practical value. Um, it, there's plenty of content out there, right? And, and a lot of noise at that. And I would just want to make sure that we're giving our listeners practical value. I know from our conversations over the years that you guys can, you, you just naturally go deep in conversation. The conversation flows really <laughs> easily. And so I thought we'd take a little bit of a different approach uh, to this conversation. And that is, and by the way, Maddie and Micah, Maddie, you're, you're a lot more prolific on Facebook than Micah. Micah, are you, do you, is that intentional? Are you trying to stay off of Facebook or what's the thought process there? I'll just ask it as a side note. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Yes. I, I have noticed that when I get on social media, um, I, my, my vibe gets lowered <laughs> and a lot of times, um, it's actually recently it started out that way. And then recently we, we realized, you know, our target market really resonates. Uh, with some of the stuff that Maddie's posting, um, not that they wouldn't with mine, but we've got that's how we generate a lot of our 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 interest in the mm -hmm. business. So it makes sense for her to do that. Um, and so right now it's just a, an issue of balancing time and um, taking great. care of the kiddos and all that. Yeah. Well, and we're going to actually talk about this because it's one of the, the the quotes that I pulled from Maddie's Facebook page. We're going to talk about, but you also alluded to it earlier: the importance of understanding. I mean, certainly what the, the phrase that we use a lot of times is what gives us energy. But then the flip side of that is what sucks energy, like what feels like a drain. And yeah. I have to, I mean, I, despite the fact that I've got multiple brands and certainly we're on social media, <laughs> I'm lucky enough to be able to balance those efforts with my team. I would say for me, social media is kind of an energy suck too. I, I know it's something that is practical, but it can be helpful. It's certainly an opportunity mm -hmm. to add value in some way. But I, I spent, um, Jill, my girlfriend and I actually went to the beach just a, a couple weekends ago and we were, I don't know, for two or three days, two and a half days, um, basically phone down, you know, not on social media. Yeah. I, I was spending some time up in, in uh, Minnesota, I guess last weekend, same kind of thing. And it, I'm so glad to do it. I'm, I'm just so yeah. beyond glad to not have to be <laughs> on social media, uh, even yeah. for those, those brief spin, uh, bits of time. So I, I totally understand it. But the flip side again, is that there's opportunity to add value. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm right. even thinking about even more over the last two or three days, even about making sure that I'm speaking for personal experience, uh, again, I'll, uh, yeah. Alex Hormozzi was talking about content strategy, uh, pe speaking from personal experience and ultimately looking to add value. And Maddie, you do that in, in a really compelling way. And so what I thought I'd do is go back mm -hmm. through some of these quotes, some of these things that you've said on social over the last couple of three months or so, because I think they're probably reflective of what both of you are working on internally behind the scenes, individually yeah. as a couple, certainly in your business, and just kind of have you comment on them. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to start... And I, and I labeled each of these um, from, from the dates. The dates don't matter so much. But um, this first one that I want to comment on or, or mention is from April 20th. And you said, Maddie, the past few years, I knew where I was headed. But instead of looking the part, pretending I was already there, I've been quietly doing the inner work to become the person I knew I could be from the inside out first. Um, yeah. So I, I literally, I just want to share the quote. And I'd love to get your commentary. And then, Micah, your experience as well uh, as it relates to these quotes. Yeah. I, we were just talking about this this morning. Like we've spent more money on ourselves, like on personal coaches and people who I know help us than we have on the business. And we've watched the business grow because of that. But, um, I think it was about two or three years ago where I really felt like I, I know, like I have this huge list of where I want to be. I, there's a huge gap from where I am now to where I want to be. And it felt, I think there was a lot of victim too, of just like, 
why aren't you know my people here and why isn't the business where I want to be and like all this stuff and I remember talking to my coach at the time who has who's a friend of mine too and she's amazing um and she was just like that's like we can we can want things and that's fine but being in a perpetual state of wanting just creates more wanting and I feel like and frustration it's that, yeah. And yeah. you're just perpetuating the whole thing. Like you're never going to be happy either. And, mm-hmm. and you're also always going to want more. And, and so it's been like really digging deep. Um, and it's funny cause like to me, the digging deep, the hard parts is like taking 15 minutes to do like nonlinear dance movement and just actually feel what I'm feeling in the moment and allow myself to do mirror work and see who I am and see where I am and allowing, allowing just, what is right now to be here and not trying to pretend like I'm something I'm not or somewhere Mm. I'm not and taking off the masks. And like, I think it took a year before I was willing to even talk about the work I was doing because it feels so personal when you're doing, when you're really allowing yourself to look at yourself and see what's going on. It's not something, it's like sacred. You don't just want to go talk about it. And you mentioned this a few times and I couldn't agree more. Like so many people just regurgitate what they hear. And I'm like, I don't ever want to do that. I want to come from a place of what something I've created in my own life. And, and after it's taken root and there are lots of roots and it's grown, then it can sprout into something I bring to other people, but I don't want to like even talk about it until it's ready Hmm. because then there's something there that I can actually share. That's beyond just regurgitation. (laughs) Well, and I know from, from knowing you guys and even our conversation today that both of you tend toward this, at least now more so than, than you ever have this, not only desire, but of course the key here that you're talking about, Maddie, which is the action, right? It's one thing to want it, but just wanting it causes all the problems that you described. I think that was a really great distinction. That's a wanting, but then there's the doing and yeah, it may be a long road and yeah, it may take a lot of hard work and maybe, and it likely is going to be frustrating at times, but just taking the small steps consistently can lead to actually achieving these things that we just, most of us just talk about, right? It's another thing. It's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to actually do it. Um, and so I, I love that about both of you and maybe Micah, you can kind of chime in a little bit, um, not only in your perspective on this, but also what it's been like to be on the other side of Maddie as you see her do this work. Oh my gosh. I think, uh, it's been, I'm just blown away by the beauty and just the pure goddessness that I get to work <laughs> alongside. And it, it, I say that, and, and yes, we have our hard conversations and we, uh, she, she like punches me, not in a bad way, but like in a, in a, let's get some frustration out and I can take it because I'm a man kind of way. Um, and it's been, okay. do we need context for that? that? <laughs> okay. We need context for that. It's, a it's 2023. Head, headlines, Maddie beats up her husband. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Because I really had a lot of, um, like, there was a lot of energy and emotions inside of me that I didn't allow to come out and I just didn't sit with. And so, so I'm going to jump in really quick, Maddie, because I'm going to actually come to that quote in a little bit. There's oh, another, okay. there's a post on Facebook where you talk about that in detail. Um, so Ooh. we will give context to, to the audience right. at large. Beautiful. Context back to is that coming. One. Yes, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> well, for now, just my perspective on that is I'm so grateful to have somebody that I can grow with. Um, I, I recognize I was really afraid when I was younger that I would find uh, that I wouldn't find a woman, uh, a mate that would, um, uh, I guess, share my values. Back then, I thought it was share my beliefs. uh, But honestly, my beliefs have changed a lot in the last Mm -hmm. few years. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I've recognized is we've grown grown closer to each other. We've grown more uh, individually because we share the same values. 
um, values of you know love and integrity and growth uh, have been center stage. And I see, uh, like Maddie's quote hits me, uh, and I, I think I told her this. I was like, oh my gosh, babe, like where do you get this stuff? Um, because I just had, I, I heard the perfect metaphor of, uh, you know, if you're an apple tree and, and you just been planted a year ago and, you know, you're small, you don't have any fruit, but then there's that orange tree. Gosh darn orange tree right over there. It's got so many oranges. You know, everybody loves it. It looks so beautiful. It's amazing. And here you are. If you compare yourself to that orange tree over there, you know, there's going to, it's going to uh, produce that environment of constant want, you know, or lack uh, mm-hmm. really is what it is. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on being the best apple tree that you can be, you know, at what stage you're at, um, and there's, yes, there's, uh, uh, um, um, growth, there's, there's intention, there's action. Uh, but that's uh, all with a foundation of, uh, maybe gratitude and contentment underneath. Um, maybe yeah. blissfully discontent is a good way to put it. Um, and so that's what I see, uh, Maddie, uh, doing in her life and, and what I'm doing in mine is let's not focus on, uh, showing off, uh, um, in, in the sense of being somebody that we're not, um, and that's, the, yeah, exactly. And that's a journey, right? It doesn't happen overnight. Um, especially if, especially with social media and all this, um, all these distractions and, uh, you know, the story that we tell ourselves about other people and either their success or, uh, you know, how we're more successful than them. It's a really, uh, yeah. And, and the whole, um, uh, impetus to, to want to market and, mm. uh, maybe look better than what you are. And, and what I'm realizing <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is that people resonate with, um, who you are, not what you, uh, they can be interested by what you do. Um, but they buy from you because of who you are and, and why you do what you do. And if I'm pretending to be an orange tree, eventually people are going to see through that and <laughs> they are. you can only, and Oh man, there was a beautiful quote. It's not Maddie's, but, it, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, if the, if the success that you build, doesn't come from your true self. Is it really success? Oh, I like that. That's good. So interesting. We'll leave that one hanging there. That's yeah. <laughs> go think on it. <laughs> I, I want. I want to. Well, it, it, there's so many quotes here. I want to touch on. So you, you guys are, and you're already bringing so much to the conversation. What I want to make sure that we do for each of these, though, too, is kind of leave our listeners with practical application. Because a few people listening yeah. in might be like, okay, wait a minute, Nate, what, what does this have to do with the Boca podcast and running right. a photography business? And what we all have to keep in mind, and I think most probably know and are aware of, but to keep in mind is that personal development leads to a place where we're much better positioned to also grow our business. If we're in the right place yeah. psychologically, um, and it certainly is just as human beings in general, then what we can bring to our business is significantly more powerful. And yeah. I, I love that you share the importance of being transparent. I think what also kind of balances that out is not just the transparency, but the ongoing effort at growth. For, for a long time on Facebook, it was a super, I don't see it as much anymore, um, but it was just super popular, I guess, under the guise of transparency to just basically like throw up all your yeah. skeletons and everything else going on in your life, <laughs> just put it out there and then just wait and see who responds yeah. or pats you on the head or, you know, gives right. you a virtual hug or whatever it was, but it was just exhausting to read. If, if all mm. you're ever doing is just sharing all your, all your problems and it just stops there, that's not helpful in any way. What you're talking about is a transparency and honesty about this is where I'm at, but this is also what I'm doing to, to address that, to work on that. I think it's really great. Practical application, though, 
what would you just one, like kind of a first step, somebody's listening in, they're like, okay, I, I just super inspired by Maddie and Micah and their effort at personal growth, but I, I'm kind of lost as to what first step I should take in order to begin this process. What would that first step be? It's so personal. It's hard. I mean, like for me, my first step was literally doing 15 minutes of dancing every day. Um, that was nonlinear movement, feeling my emotions. That was my like deepest personal growth in that moment because it was the hardest for me to get present with myself. And I think a lot of times there's everyone has a different way of getting present with themselves to really see what's going on. But like realizing that we have our own answers is a pretty big deal. And I think um, whatever it takes, I'm, I think there's a couple things here that I would say. Number one, figuring out what it takes to get present with yourself and know like I've got answers for my business, for myself. And I'm going to tap into that, into my own energy and, and like raise my energy to, to, to get to the next level. What's the quote? Like you can't fix the problem with the same energy that you or same mindset or energy that you yeah. made it with. I think it's that it's like shifting your energy and, and mindset to become something more so we can change where we're at. But when you say sitting with yourself, the thing that comes to mind, because again, it can be one of those phrases that's a bit nebulous and like, what does that actually mean? But personally, what it comes, what comes to mind there is a willingness to sit in discomfort too, because you know, it's, yes. it's funny how and yeah. this manifests itself in different ways with different personalities. Um, I've certainly been guilty of it a million times over, which is it, it's, let's just say the room is quiet. You're, you're on your own. The room is quiet. Now I have to go do something and that can look different for different exactly. people. I'm going to go do laundry. Yeah. I'm going to go clean the house. I'm going to play video games. I'm going to watch Netflix, but we're, we're looking to do something to distract us because right. we're not comfortable sitting. We're not co yeah. comfortable just being there. So it, we first have to be willing to, to just sit with the discomfort of yeah. being with ourselves as funny as it might sound. And then look beyond that for the opportunity for growth that you're talking about, yeah. which I think yeah. is super important. Okay. Man. And I think, oh, please go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think it's wild how too, it can be something that deep. That's really hard to do. Like meditating for a lot of people can be really, really hard even for like two mm. minutes because it's mm -hmm. doing that. Um, and, and it also can be something as simple as like eating more healthfully because that's going to help your energy change too. And I think literally like, a lot of our growth started when we started eating healthier too. And I, it's not just that, but I feel like it can be something really simple like that too, that changes your mindset and how you look at life too. Hmm. So it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be as deep as meditation or That's something fair. like that too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep going because there's a lot here, yeah. to, so much to, to get into. And I'm going to try to read this one without getting emotional because I'm a super emotional romantic guy. But on April 13th, <laughs> Maddie, you posted this actually about Micah. Um, she, she said, not sure there is a human alive who holds more love, vision, and strength all wrapped up in one person. He's so freaking stubborn. He won't do anything not aligned with deep purpose. Trust me, <laughs> I've tried. He empowers himself or family, anyone he meets to live their best life. Like the amount of conversations he's had with people where they end up in tears, realizing they had their own answers all along. Kind of like you're talking about. He's sexy, athletic, smart, can learn and become anything he wants to. And he has the biggest shoulders imaginable to hold space for me and the kids. And again, we'll kind of get into that idea in just a little bit, even more, but this is relevant to the photography industry because um, it's become way more commonplace for couples to work together as yeah. business partners in, in various forms of fashion. Maybe they're photographing together. Maybe they're doing photography and the business side, whatever that looks like, but working together. And I'm curious, again, just to kind of make this as practical as possible to if each of you might just share kind of one tidbit that has been impactful in the last two or three years 
in helping transform your relationship. Maddie, you actually talked about keeping it sexy and that may sound funny mm -hmm. to some, but the reality is when you do life and business together constantly, yeah. it's easy for the, the shine to kind of wear off. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and, and of course also simultaneously dealing with frustrations that come from personal and business yep. life and that's <laughs> affecting things. So what have you done? And I'd love for both of you to comment to like, what's one big idea that's enabled you to, to continue to grow together, but then also mm -hmm. keep it exciting too. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to jump yeah. on this because that was a big, uh, sticking point for us. Honestly, we had come to the point we'd been married for a long, well, we're going on 10 years this year yeah. and we started our business together five years ago. And so we've had a lot of shared life and experiences together. And like what you said, Nathan, uh, the shine can wear off. And what that meant for us was, um, we always valued communication and connection with each other. So we would talk, we would talk endlessly about <laughs> everything and problems and the funny things. And, um, you know, business obviously would come up, you know, 90% of the time. Right. And we found ourselves, um, best friends, uh, which, which was great. Um, but there was a lack of chemistry there. Um, and I just remember sitting on the bed one day with, with Maddie and she's like, babe, you know, I, I want us to be sexy. I want us to like, be all over each other and, and not to get too, too into it, but we, I want there to be attraction. And I was like, yeah, I want that yeah. too. And, um, you know, but we got to grow this business. And, and so what we did, <laughs> what we did was I think acknowledge the reality of where we were at, um, and said, okay, we, we have a business, we want a business, but we also want a spicy marriage. We want, uh, we don't want to die in one area of our life so that another area can thrive. Mm -hmm. And so we hired a relationship coach. Uh, coaches that um, that did more than just have us talk through our problems. Um, Maddie mentioned dancing. Um, they sent us through some different exercises or just uh, provided some some insight on practices that we can do. Um, for one example, um, uh, we just every now and then we'll sit uh, sit across from each other and just look into each other's eyes. You know, for like five minutes, put on a song, look in each other's eyes, no words. Um, but like you, you tell the other person how your day went without any words and, mm. you know, just looking at them mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, uh, th this is where the, 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 the constructive punching comes into, you know, letting out emotion and, uh, and me being able to, to stand, uh, stand firm and, and let her know, I got you. You can trust me. I've got us no matter what happens. And cause I think it comes down to like, we trusted each other and loved each other, but, um, even in the talking, it can get really monotonous and it can get really, um, like fix based. You can try and fix the problems and yeah. talk through the problems. And then you're focused on always like wherever, whatever you're talking about is where your energy goes. Mm. And a lot of times it can be in your head. So a lot of what's helped, like really honestly changed everything for us has been that like eye contact and, and letting there be less words and more like real connection, which is really vulnerable too, because then when you're connecting, if you're angry at the other person, like this is where one of our punching sessions came into play was because I was angry at him and we could have talked about it and we would have had a really adult conversation about it for like four hours. Yeah. He so would have taken a lot of we're responsibility. Really good at I would have taken responsibility. We would have gone back and forth until we both had like felt good but it would have taken forever. And instead I, he was like, okay, give me more, give me more. And that's like, one of our things is if we're, if we're 
being with each other vulnerably, then we ask each other for more too. Mm. And so I was like, well, the only thing left is I'm angry at you. And I'm like, so I, I was like, okay, I'm not using my words. So I just like started punching him and being like, ah, and gently, but it's, it led to like a, a full like session of uh, him, like holding a pillow until I got all my anger out. And it took all this talking away. <laughs> We're like, we didn't have to blame each other. He didn't even have to know what I was mad about because all I wanted was for him to hold space for me. And when I knew that he could do that, all of a sudden and I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> hold a pillow. Exactly. It was, yeah, it was very sexy though to have him be able to like hold that space for me and know that he's got me and he's not going to be mad at me for being really mad. I don't have to logicify what I'm mad about and like also take responsibility for what I'm mad about. I can just be mad and he can be there and be like, I, I will be here for you while you're mad and I'll even watch you and tell you to give me more of that, which is. I don't think there's anything sexier in the world than a guy, I mean, either way, but a, you know, a partner who can do that for the other person is, it's so powerful and it's so sexy and obviously leads to other fun, sexy things too. <laughs> and it ties really well into photography because as we, uh, as she has been able to express more of her herself, um, when we get into a meeting uh, for yeah. business, um, I'm, I'm not... I used to want her to have to justify every decision, <laughs> even the small ones. Um, and, and it would get into that very, it's just a very logic driven mindset and logic is beautiful. It's really great, but it, there's a place and a time to say, uh, to just listen, you know, and, and not try to fix anything. Uh, cause so many times something comes up in the business, you know, this, this person needs that, or this happened or this, uh, you know, there's just always fires to put out and, and I can get fi uh, focused on fixing as opposed to, okay, well, let's just let this space breathe a little bit. And now if she's frustrated or if I'm frustrated, it's no longer, um, you know, rushing to the fastest solution because we've got to get, you know, more done. Uh, we're, that space is able to be there. Well, and I want to go ahead and, and read that other quote that I, I keep referencing from March 16th. You said, I used, this is again from Maddie, I used to be a brake pad in all my relationships. A lot of you women know what I mean. I'd change and morph myself to make sure everyone was happy and then share whatever was safe after I knew what they wanted. I did that in our marriage too. A few years ago, Micah and I noticed our polarity, chemistry, wasn't where we wanted. We had everything else. We were best friends, business partners, parents, amazing communicators, etc. I even shared what I thought was all of me. Hint, it wasn't. In the last couple of years, I've started doing something I didn't know I was capable of, and it's changed our chemistry so much. I want to jump him all day long. I bring him all of me, <laughs> my storm, my anger, my love, my excitement, my life, all of it. And I do it with an open heart, trusting that he can handle and hold me. Guess what? He can. And watching just how much he can might be the sexiest thing I've ever seen. I don't know who needs to hear this, but the people you value most in your life deserve to be given the chance to show you just how much they can handle all of you with an open heart. It's pretty beautifully summed up. I like that. <laughs> yeah, everything that everything that you were just talking about. So, yeah. what, what would you? I don't know. Not that we have to. To your point just now, Mike, and not that we have to wrap this up in a pretty logical bow. But I, I'm also just thinking about couples that are listening in, or individual photographers who are in some type of a relationship, working relationship with their partner as well, and what what they can take away from this. I guess maybe, again, just I, I would ask either one of you or both of you, what would you recommend as a next step in an exercise to kind of move into the space? Um, I'll, I'll provide the masculine perspective and then I'll let you provide the feminine if, that's, sure. if that works. Um, I know for me as a man, showing up 
and growing personally affects everything, uh, my, my family, my business, um, and a lot of solutions that I thought were uh, business related were actually um, uh, personally related. Um, maybe I was running into the same problems. Uh, there's one that happened recently. Um, we just, we take uh, every Monday to go through some frustrations in our business and, and we kind of start there to, to help guide where there might be holdups. And I, I, I recognize there was a lot of times we come up to the same frustration. And then that was frustrating to me because it's like, we're not fixing anything here. Um, uh, but in the last few months, uh, especially since working with uh, our coaches, they, um, I've been meditating like, like who meditates a lot, like a shaman. But, uh, but that's been one of, uh, yeah, it's been one of the most, um, uh, transformational things ever. And, uh, you know, it was hard getting started because you have to sit with yourself like we were talking about. Um, and I'm not saying that, um, um, women can't do this, but the masculine is, is, um, it's freedom, right. And, and the way that we express that can be different. Um, but women can find that through meditation, you know, just as well. I'm just saying for a man to, to be, to be able to sit and not fix anything, not go after anything. Um, I found some of my deepest answers and my deepest passion and energy, uh, is unlocked just by sitting and it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And there's so much beauty and so many, and sometimes it doesn't have answers. Sometimes I just walk, get up and I'm like, I just, I feel like myself again, as opposed to, um, all the distractions and, you know, I, I, I believe we're in a bit of a simulation, you know, there's, there's these things that are, we get programmed by the things that are around us. And so, um, yeah, men and women, this is going to be helpful. Just sit down. It could be for 10 minutes. I started with five, (laughs) five, and then I worked my way up and now I'll sit for an hour and a half or two hours. Um, not just thinking about nothing. Um, but the meditation is really there to, to provide space for God to, to speak and for me to find those answers that he's given me that maybe I'm just too busy to realize throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a game changer. Yeah. Meditation. I, I, it reminds me of a book that I think we talked about before, but Michael Singer, um, he's written a couple of books around this. The most recent one is called, uh, I think it's called living untethered. And, but he talks about meditation as observation essentially. And it's, it's yeah. where I found the most yeah. benefit in meditation as well, which is to sit. And it's not about not thinking about anything, as you said, Micah, but it's, it's just the, the act of observing. And the way that I personally do it is I, I literally see a, a thought and then I see it out and then I see another thought yeah. and I see it out. It's not about processing it at that point. Yeah. It's just an observation. And like you said, avoiding the tendency to want to go engage with that thing to fix it, to change it, to dwell on it, whatever the thing might be Ob- observation. Um, and that's super, super powerful. I know a loaded topic, but I just wanted to comment on that because I've, I've found very similar experience that you're describing. Maddie, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, this is a different perspective and I, and it's not like, it's it's a totally different thing, but I feel like, especially in the realm of photography, women, I'm I'm just going to speak to a lot of moms out there who I, there, I know there's a lot of women out there who are doing photography and with their spouse or they've got kids. It's like a, it's a whole thing. And I think a lot of times we're holding, um, we're like creating really beautiful spaces for all these people in our lives. We're creating a really beautiful space for our clients. We're, we're allowing them to feel what they're feeling and we're giving them a lot of our energy and we're doing that for our, for our family, for our kids, for like all the different areas in our life. And I think really 
it's what I said in that post, but I feel like this is like the hardest thing for most women to do is to find someone that they trust who they can allow all of their emotions to come out with. And, and like, we may not even realize if we're doing that, that we have emotions. <laughs> like if we're so good at holding everyone around us and, and giving them a lot of our love, sometimes we don't realize we are, are feeling, you know, Suppressing. overwhelmed or tired. Yeah. All the different things that we're feeling. And when you're, when you're able to like really show up to someone that you trust, whether it's your, I think it's awesome if it can be your spouse, but it doesn't have to be. It can be someone that you trust like a best friend too, where you can just bring everything and leave it all on the table without needing to hold back anything. It, it allows you to have that space. Like Mike has done that for me so much that now when I, you asked earlier how we get our clients to bring more of like their higher self to their photos. And I think that's part of the reason is because I feel safe. I feel like I have been held in my every emotion under the sun. So then I can go and bring that to my clients in a that way that sense. I wouldn't be able to if I was suppressing that. I can see their emotions in a way I wouldn't be yep. able to. And it's a gift to be able to give them, but it, it, it comes from somewhere. It has to come from being able to do that ourselves. So that's what I would say. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm going to let that sit <laughs> as it is. I, I, it's a really interesting conversation, and I, I very much can relate to it, actually. There's some stuff going on in my life re recently as well. So I, I would encourage everybody listening in just to kind of take and consider those ideas and begin to maybe put them to practice, even small steps at a time. A couple more quotes I, I just want to share here before we finish up. And this one I'm kind of combining too, but March 27th, uh, Maddie, you said it's Monday, and that means you get to create the week, life, business, family, mindset, et cetera, that you want to live in. And then on May 4th, you said, if you don't love it, change it. And these two quotes to me represent the significance of, well, actually, I have tattoos on the, on the inside of both my arms. One is the Japanese word ch for choice, sentaku, and then the other one is belief, Ooh. kakushik. Ooh. And, and those oh, two, I love that. Well, those two elements, I, I think as much as people say love makes the world go around, I think choice and belief really at the heart of what we do day in and day out. And understanding yeah. the significance of our ability to choose our beliefs um, and then ultimately choose our actions. It, it, there's, there's a lot there. Uh, we talk yeah. about empowerment talk all about day. That. Yeah. Well, so anyway, I, I, it's easy for me to ramble. I, I'm going to kind of stop oh, here. Do. I want to, I, I want to, no. I want to give you the opportunity just to kind of share your perspective as it relates to these quotes on the significance of both choice and belief in your lives and in your businesses, especially in a culture where these days people have a tendency of kind of blaming this thing or that, the outside world, and not really taking responsibility for themselves. Talk about the significance of choice and belief, if you will. It's everything. I love that those are tattooed on you. I think that's so cool. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, I, I, it's been like mind blowing. And I feel like actually when we first or the second time that we met up at United was probably one of the most pivotal, pivotal times for us. We were like changing mm. everything. I remember a specific conversation I had with you and you were asking a lot of questions and I was like, I don't know if I have answers to those questions. I just know <laughs> here I am. And, and it's, I love, I love that you were willing to ask those questions and I love all the people who are willing to just like leave things open-ended and not know, mm if we know everything and uh -huh. allow, allow there to be like space there where we don't know if we have every answer. Yeah. Um, and I think that's in the last few years for us been like an unraveling of what we've known. I'm going to, I think I'm getting off topic now. I'm, well, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I let, can talk about this. Let me, later, share, but, let me yeah. share something that both of us have found really impactful. Yeah. And we've realized 
that what we choose isn't always conscious. So we, you know, what is it? 85% of our lives are driven by subconscious yeah. behavior. Yeah. yeah. And yep. in, in our journey, we, we can make up whatever story we want to about what's happening about us or to us. Literally any, we can make yeah. it bad. We can make it good. Mm-hmm. That's been mind blowing for me to realize like mm-hmm. this is happening to me or is it happening for me? Everyone's talking about that, but that's actually one of the most powerful things we can know. And I totally interrupted you. Go ahead. No, it's all good. Uh, I think just noticing the thoughts that are happening, even in yeah. that situation, you know, a few years ago when we were starting our business, we, I felt like we really didn't know very much. Um, and we were redefining ourselves. And so we didn't really know what we wanted or where we were going. And we were figuring that out. Uh, we just knew that we weren't going to stay stuck. And so um, the beautiful thing about personal responsibility is that it, all of a sudden now you're dealing with your business, yeah. whereas the victim mindset puts your business in other people's hands or even God's hands. Um, and it doesn't, it, it takes away all of your agency and all of the beautiful free will that we've been gifted with. And um, there's an exercise that both Maddie and I do constantly that um, is, uh, it's transformational because it helps us um, see what we're thinking and, and not just go along with every thought that passes our heads. Um, there's something called the work, which I'm sure you're probably familiar with. Um, it's called the work by Byron Katie, and it's just four mm-hmm. questions. And you, you ask yourself, uh, you, just sit with yourself, right? And we say that a lot. Just sit down with a pen and paper and ask yourself, uh, what are what are some stressful thoughts that are happening? Um, because what happens is we we experience these thoughts. You know, oh, we're not making enough money, or oh, um, you know, this is th- they did this to me, and now I'm really mad or jealous or whatever it is. And and those thoughts just happen. We don't have them; they have us until we investigate them. Until we actually say, oh, that's interesting. And instead of shutting it down, or instead of making a subconscious choice based on our past, we can sit with the thought and say, okay, um, I'm not where I want to be. Uh, that's the thought that causes some people stress sometimes in myself. That's why I wrote down this last week. Like I'm not where I want to be. Okay. Um, that's not me. That's, it's just a thought that's passing through. I get to choose whether I embrace it and I get to choose what it means to me. Um, so then I'll ask myself the four questions. Number one, is it true? I'm not where I need to be. Um, well, okay. It's true in this area. You know, I always want to be a better parent or whatever it is. Um, uh, but then I decide if it's true, okay, move on to the next question. Can I know that absolutely 100% that it's true? Well, no, I, I don't know 100% that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Um, you know, Maybe I'm right where I need to be and I just haven't realized it yet. Uh, and then there's two more questions. Who am I when I believe the thought? And who am I and what do I do and how do I treat others when I don't believe the thought or without it? Uh, and it's a beautiful way just to investigate what's going on up here so that I don't just take this to be truth, whatever's happening in it, you know, whatever input I'm getting, yeah. or whatever I feel like is happening, I get to actually look at it and say, oh, well, when I believe that I'm not where I'm supposed to be, I, I get, um, you know, angsty or frustrated. I treat other people. I'm, I'm really short with Maddie or whatever. Um, you know, maybe I, I, I don't um, play with the kids as much, you know, whatever happens. And, uh, and then what am I, who am I without that belief? And I just ask some questions, I investigate it, and then at the end I get to choose yeah. who, what do I want to believe? What story am I going to tell myself? Because we're all telling ourselves stories about what we think, it's just most of it isn't conscious. So this is a great little exercise that I like to do to become conscious, at least at that moment, 
uh, and mm-hmm. you know it gets easier and easier to recognize those stressful thoughts um, because everybody has their own journey. They're all going through life. There's not uh, you know one right way that everybody needs to to follow and and um, so, but this is one, I think a lot of people go through life unconscious, uh, especially trying to build a business. There's a lot to do, a lot of distractions. And, and so to bring your highest self to the equation, uh, you got to know who that is first. And it's, and also choose it and then choose it. Exactly. Choose it, yeah, exactly. There, I, I have a set of 12 values personally that, that I strive to live as consistently as possible. Wow. And, and there are there the first two are actually choice and belief. And, and I want to read I, I define these words for myself in a particular way. And I want to read these because I think it's very relevant to what you were saying, Michael. So choice uh, I define as anytime I own the privilege and power to choose my beliefs. OK, but then belief that second value. And by the way, the in parentheses with that is which affect thoughts than feelings than actions, yeah. of course. And then two, belief, anytime I own the privilege and power to frame a situation, experience, or person as I choose, which, again, naturally affects thoughts, feelings, and mm. actions. And I don't think uh, enough, well, I, I'll just say from personal experience, when, when I haven't applied this to my life, tangibly applied this to my life, yeah. I tend to end up in a very reactive, static state mm-hmm. like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And certainly I'm not nearly as happy, but I'm in, in the context of business as well. I'm not nearly as productive because I, I am essentially being a victim, right? It's amazing. Again, that we talk so much about this idea of empowerment in our culture, and yet we tend to kind of live the opposite. We just tend to react to whatever's going around us and then blame whatever is going on around us. But yeah. when we actually leverage these two values, these two big ideas, it's incredible what we can accomplish, both personal growth as well as growth in our business. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Wait, that's not all of your 12. Are you able like to say them all? I want to know. Oh, do you want me? To- <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just read these a little bit of a tangent for everybody listening in. But, um, number three is thankfulness. Uh, and I, I define all of these cause obviously these things can look differently for different people. So I define all of them for myself. So I'll go ahead and just read the brief definitions. Thankfulness. Anytime I'm showing or expressing appreciation, um, health, anytime I take care of my body in a way that helps me stay in lean, alert, and energetic. Five is connection. Anytime I have the opportunity to connect with someone through conversation and or touch, of course, with my partner. Six is service. Anytime I'm making someone else's life a little bit better. Time is number seven. Anytime I'm maximizing time for the sake of connection, adventure, and health. Eight is proactivity. Anytime I'm moving forward and or taking initiative, intentional or intentionality. Number nine is charisma. Anytime I'm engaging with people in a spirit of presence, power, and warmth. 10 is reliability. Anytime I'm keeping my word and are consistent in my values. Growth. Anytime I behave with curiosity, try something new, push myself outside my comfort zone or improve as an individual. And then number 12 is simplicity. Anytime I minimize the number of moving parts of an effort or words spoken or written for the sake of the 80-20 principle. So those are the 12. Dang. That's a lot of clarity right there. Wow. But it's it's also exciting to... And, and speaking of kind of how, how we change over time, certainly the, the, the list of values have changed or adjusted slightly over time. I've tweaked them, kind of refined the definitions for myself as I, as I gain more clarity, speaking of yeah. clarity. But to review those consistently, it keeps in front of mind and it acts kind of as a filter as to how I behave on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, it's just been super, it, it has been empowering to borrow the cliche, but it's been enabling 
in a, in a really cool mm. way as well. And it's it, obviously it's an ongoing effort, right? I'm, I'm not going to be perfect in these day in and day out, but keeping those front of mind and, and yeah. attempting to live those out consistently is just a really, really great baseline for my life personally and professionally. And it's made a big impact. So when was the last time someone interviewed you for a Boca podcast talking about this? Cause I feel like that <laughs> deserves an entire, an entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't That's... happen very often. Um, Stacy, my friend, Stacy mm. Owen is an industry friend. Um, she came on the show uh, a little, little bit ago and interviewed me for a little while. We got, we got very personal, but it doesn't happen very often. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm normally the interviewer. Yeah. Which I love. You're really good at it, but I feel like if you need a second one, let us know. Okay. We'll just ask you a million questions. I feel like <laughs> I'm so curious. I want to hear more about this. That's amazing. Oh, that's very kind Dang. of you. Well, I, I, I know we've kind of gone a little bit long here. I just want to finish up with one last quote. I think it's a great way to, to finish this up. Kind of want to get your take one more time on this. This was a post from March 4th. And you said, Maddie, I was flying the other day. And when I looked out of the plane window, I saw the super cool river down below. It was jagged and curvy with all kinds of twists and inlets. It got me thinking about how most of nature is that way. It's not smooth. It's full of surprises and will keep you on your toes. That's the beauty of real life. It's raw. It's messy, bumpy, up and down, unexpected. It's loving life and knowing there's also more. It's killing it at parenting and then crying because I'm tired and remembering it's enough. It's choosing to dive deeper into growth and being willing to be helped and held by the people in my circle while I do. It's ups and downs and loving what is rather than trying to make life into a smooth freeway and inevitably getting frustrated because we are actually bouldering or swimming down a crazy crooked river. There's space to let it be what it is and never hold any of the messiness back because that's part of what makes life an adventure. And I guess the question that I have, and again, kind of the practical twist on, on this for our listeners here as we finish our conversation is it, that, I mean, that is an objective reality. Life is messy. Running a business is messy. Mm -hmm. Relationships are messy. How do you all best go with the flow? Um, and, and maybe I think about a quote, I think it's attributed to Bruce Lee when he talked about, he says, be like water, my friend, right? And you think mm, about throwing, yeah, throwing a that. rock into a pond and there are those ripples, the ripples, the effect from whatever that experience is in our life, personally, professionally, there's some ripples, but ultimately it calms back down. It smooths back out. How do you all behave that way? Despite the crazy messiness of life and business. Um, okay. I, for me personally, a lot of it comes to like my morning, getting myself in state. If I'm, if I feel ready to take on the world, like this morning, for instance, I went and did a short run. I could tell I had a lot of things I needed to move through my body. So then I did a different mm. workout mm. and then I did yoga. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm so, so sore. And it was all short. It was just a bunch of little things. And then I yeah. did affirmations while I was doing it and literally just getting the, like everything flowing, feeling like I'm like energized and alive. And then, and then getting my mindset in the right space, that's when I'm able to then take on whatever comes that day. Like if, if it's messy, if it's whatever happens, I told Micah earlier, like we were prepping for this. And if we had been prepping for it last minute, then my kids needed something and I would have been like, ah, that's too much. But yeah. instead, like we, I got up early and like, I love doing little things to get up early or getting up early and then doing the little things that it takes to just like feel like myself all day. Um, because I don't feel like it's about changing. I mean, that's kind of what the whole point of that post was. It's not like changing what's real. It's like allowing what's real to be there and just being big enough to be able to manage and handle it and let it be what it is rather than trying to change it. Cause I feel like it's pretty frustrating if you're always wanting to change it and make it smooth. 
think that's one of the things we actually thought we were going to have when we started this business was like, at some point, it's all going to be smooth and easy and we're going to have all the money we need. So then everything else will just come like we wanted to. And yeah. that's so cute. It was so cute. What a sweet thought. Yeah. And it's actually been really fun to change from that mindset to like, how big can I become so that I can mm. take on whatever's here, which mm. is way more fun anyway. Like who doesn't want to become bigger? It's way more fun than trying to like become small and smooth. Yeah. And, and having ultimately expectations that are totally unrealistic. I, I'm right yes. with you because I, I've, yeah, I've fallen. Well, I guess I've fallen prey ultimately to that thought process as well. And expectations are everything. Perspective is everything. I, I find that fascinating as I, as I continue to grow up, I put in quotes cause in my head, I'm still like 14 <laughs> years old, but right. <laughs> um, as I continue to grow up, that is one of the things that, that I've, that has had so much significance in my life is that perspective. And, and if we do have misplaced expectations, we create a lot more drama for ourselves in our lives than, yes. than we need. So understanding yeah. the reality, which is that life is messy, business is messy, and then learning how to function within that in a healthy way is great. And you talk about how you start your day. You know, there's this phrase, I'm going to allude to yet another phrase that gets thrown around quite a bit in our culture, which is self-care. And it sounds yeah. like super first world, like super soft and, and kind of over the top to me, at least in yep. some context. But the reality is going to the gym is self-care. The reality is meditation oh, is yeah. self-care. When we talk about the idea of taking, basically keeping ourselves healthy, uh, mm -hmm. and that is really at the root of certainly having a good day, but ultimately being an effective business owner is being in a good space physically, emotionally, psychologically, that enables a much better functioning within the so-called chaos of life. Yeah. And so I think it's a yes. great example that you set in that way. What about you, Micah? I think for me, uh, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, uh, I'm an Enneagram three and some people don't like the, the boxes that it puts them in. But for me, it's helped explain a lot of my motivations that I didn't have words for. Um, and that, I think there's just a temptation to appear as, you know, better or um, feel really frustrated when you don't, when you, when you're not measuring up to that. Um, and so like what you said, Nathan, about expectations, there's so many expectations that we have of ourselves that we uh, project onto the world and to others uh, mm -hmm. and some expectations that we take from the world and others mm -hmm. uh, that again, um, if it produces stress, if it's something, um, if it's something that produces stress, then it means you're telling yourself a story about it and you always have the choice to tell yourself a different story. Um, and I just think that there's a, so much, um, that has changed for me once I recognized that my expectation of being perfect or measuring up or whatever it is, uh, you know, whether I'm comparing myself to others or to myself or whatever, if there's an expectation that has an angsty, you know, lack energy behind it, uh, whatever I do to, to fix it or to improve, it's going to carry that energy with it. Mm. And I've recognized that it's uh, the, as life happens, as this crazy river turns and, and, and flows and a lot of unexpected things happen. If I have these expectations, uh, so many of them are going to be broken. So many of you, you know, life is just going to, it's going to come at you. And it's really helped me to realize that uh, the lesson that is most important is always right in front of you. Mm. So if, if I want to go, you know, uh, to this place in my family or in my business that it, you know, is, it matches the success of, of, you know, 
just general definition of success, uh, my expectation is going to be probably uh, I'm going to get really frustrated because it's not going to happen that quickly or it's going to happen differently than I expected. Um, and I'd rather just enjoy the journey along the way. And so these little omens that come up that, oh, you know what, maybe I need to spend a little bit more time, you know, fleshing out these emails and, and um, you know, putting together a campaign that, that um, you know, instead of just hoping people come to us and love us, you know, and, uh, and that's something that we've, the, it's a practical action that we've done that I was like, you know what, I think I've been expecting that, you know, there's, there's, you know, going to be so many people, our doors are going to be blowing open and yeah. it's going to be amazing. And, and, uh, uh, some people have the opposite expectation, you know, and, and so it's funny. Uh, but I got to learn, okay, this, this is my expectation. What, what's reality? I think that's one of the most powerful questions that, that we can ask ourselves all the time is what's reality. Cause if you try to fight reality, uh, I've always been disappointed and I've always become frustrated because I realize I, I can't change reality. It just is what it is, uh, but I can change the way that I see it and what I do. So my perspective and my actions are always in my control. Nobody can, can change that except for myself. So I think making the choice to take, to take that power back, uh, and and uh, whether it's from situations or other people, if, you know, if it's, um, uh, for the longest time, I thought that being a business owner was hard and that it would be a long road and um, we wouldn't get to where we wanted to be until it was, you know, years down the road. And I don't know why I thought that, but the, the reality was uh, I believed it and I recognized that belief um, somewhere along the way in the last couple of years. And I realized, wow, it doesn't have to be that way. Like we can, we can have it all. And I know we wanted it all, but what does it look like right now? And that's how I came across meditation was um, I, I want something, I, I want to be, I want to go through this process with joy, with a love for life, not frustrated, not, not uh, always looking to fix something. Uh, and so I've been uh, really excited the more that I've um, recognized what I've been thinking and actually choosing what I think. It all goes back to that and um, not doing something out of reaction. Um, yeah. it's okay if you do react, I think we all do, <laughs> but if we, if we shorten the amount of time that we stay there, yeah. oh man, there's just, there's a, there's a beautiful life right in front of you and take the vision, take all that thing. But what's the lesson that you have right in front of you? Um, I, I found that to produce a lot of joy as opposed to, you know, uh, sticking with expectations that maybe aren't realistic. Yeah. Having a, having a big picture idea of what you're wanting to achieve nothing wrong with it. And I think a lot of people, in fact, unfortunately don't have that level of clarity. So they're, they're kind of the day to day is a bit haphazard in nature, having that kind of big picture set of goals. I call it a big picture view that that's a, I think a really powerful thing. But then when you layer on top of that expectations, then that's kind of obsessing over the future rather than being right here, right now. And I love that distinction that you made, which is being present right here, right now. We know what we're trying to achieve. Now, the question is in the context of now, what's going on in front of me, how do I best approach the risk, address this particular problem? How do I get better in the context of what's going on in front of me right now? And then that brings us back to that idea of small steps consistently, right? Moving forward. Yeah. We understand yes. the, the, the overarching goal, but we're not obsessing over what we think it should be to get there or what it should look like. It needs to go this way or needs to happen this way. We're taking the small steps day in and day out in the context of right now in order to get to that place. And I think that's a really healthy balance and a really wonderful way to kind of finish up our conversation today. I really appreciate that. Yay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, I, I know we didn't talk a lot about photography today, but I, I do want to, to remind everybody to go and follow 
these guys, Maddie and Micah, yes, they are photographers. Despite all of our kind of self-help conversation today, this all translates to business, of course. And that's <laughs> honestly where the, the value is and kind of what I was looking forward to this conversation for. So I appreciate you guys sharing. But 7secondsmedia.us, your website. And then, of course, on Instagram as well, 7seconds. By the way, the number 7 seconds underscore media on Instagram. Guys, I, I really appreciate you doing this. This has been a little probably deep for some they're like what in the world are they talking about i thought i was logging into a photography <laughs> podcast but please understand everybody listening in and watching it's what we do in here and what we do in here that ultimately translates to what we're capable of as business owners so we got to do that internal work and i appreciate you all sharing your perspective in that regard thank you so much i love that you care about that and bring that into this so thanks for having us on i love it yeah you have an incredible <laughs> platform nathan thank you brother thank you